Welcome everyone to Ghostwatch 2017. I'm Coriander Dickinson, and I've invited some special guests here today to talk to me about my other show, Ghostwatch 2016. It's the same people that have been here before. It's Adam Wasserman. Hi, I'm Adam. I have only just begun to realize that uh, until Corey says we're not recording, we are totally recording. And Alexi Peppers. Hi, I'm Alexi Peppers, and I'm drinking Peach Daniels out of a very inappropriate mug today. <laughs> okay, that, that can go a lot of directions. That's, that's a little... We need, we need a little bit more information to go on. Well, I felt bad because we started the podcast and I realized it didn't have Peach Daniels. Um, so I was in a hurry and I don't have any proper cups nearby because I'm living alone and don't like doing dishes. So I grabbed a mug that my dear Nana gave me when I moved away that <laughs> says granddaughters, a true treasure filled with love and happiness and alcohol. It says that on the cup? No, <laughs> but I'll That's just what's in on. the cup. Okay. What, yeah. Please do. What is appropriate to drink in that mug? Like some warm milk, maybe? Yeah, warm milk. Hot Oh, can you imagine like cocoa? Yeah. yeah. Real wholesome drinks. Though you know what? She's from my Dutch side of the family. She'd be totally cool with the Peach Daniels. Yeah, but I'd assume it like maybe rum or rye maybe more than peach flavored flavored drink. I don't know. I don't think like, she'd judge. She drinks a lot of cranberry vodka. Does she have a mug that are like grandmothers full of love and joy? <laughs> No, but she drinks but I'll cranberry vodka out of and give Please her do. and say this is for you to drink alcohol out of because I did that to your mug. Exclusively. <laughs> also, I, I don't I know anything about Colin Ryder. I can go get my penguin mug when I go get a beer. Actually, I'll I'll play the theme song and I'll go get a beer and I'll come back with my stupid penguin mug. Yeah, okay? it's, it's beer and mugs day. Alcohol and mugs. All right, ready, set. We were watching a show made of reject Sony R&D. Special effects spreading across half a century. Magic ghost shirts, pokeballs, and fanny packs. And despite never leaving Coriander is back, the bestest host that watched Common Rider Ghost has more to say with this replay. Join Adam and Alexi in this meta-fun Rehashing the show that still isn't done Enjoy the unseen with Ghostwatch 2017 Alright. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't crack it during the song. Ghostwatch 2017 does not endorse alcohol consumption. Well, I certainly Not don't. at all. If you hadn't come back uh, by the end of the song, I was going to turn this into a Godzilla podcast. Damn it. We should have delayed <laughs> her somehow. Okay. I watched a Gamera I... film this weekend. Oh, that's right. You watched the one with Knifehead. Uh, no, I didn't even watch that one. I just saw GIFs of that one. I watched Versus oh. Verugon, and it was horrible. Uh, Corey has a very cute mug that she's holding. Oh, it's got a penguin yeah, it also says my name and the year on the bottom from when my mom my mom glazed this. Aww. See, it's also a familial mug. Yeah. Which one's Barugon? Barugon is the one that has like an extendable tongue. That oh, has, like, yeah, that's like the second one. He's the electric one, right? Rainbows come out of his 
dorsal area. Okay. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I think it's the second Gamera film. It's it's very bad by any... They're all very bad. I know, but even by Gamera film standard, it's a bad, it's a bad film. You... you I don't you know, know how what? many other okay. Gamera movies have you seen. You know what? That's true. I've seen, like, two and a half other Gamera movies. Okay. I don't know what happens in that one. I've never... I, I've only seen one Gamera movie. In but Gamera I love Gamera. Baragon, um, there's a lot of people fighting each other because it's like yeah there's not a lot of kaiju fighting each other and i was just from the get-go disappointed because i didn't notice the you i thought it was baragon beloved kaiju from multiple godzilla films so right off the bat i was like what the hell is this horrible imposter imposter (laughs) well every gamera monster is goofy looking it's true yeah but like the thing I like about kaiju movies is like the disaster and disaster response metaphor. Mm. Not really a metaphor; it's pretty direct. But it's you like, must have really liked Shin Godzilla. I loved Shin Godzilla so much, and I'm so upset that they've changed the titles for the international release. What? What? The, you, like, the you, no, no, no. The you know the uh, titles that appear in the middle of the screen during oh, scene yeah. transitions. They uh-huh. removed those and put them outside the letterboxing. No, ah, like a subtitle. Me. It's just like, uh, but it's so much of the flavor of the movie. Yeah, it's still. I don't know. I guess it's still there. Yeah, I, like, I, I honestly, I had trouble like reading it. those as they went by because I can't read quite that fast. Hmm. So, the it, on, like, I, I didn't really notice that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't notice that joke until after the fact when it was pointed out, and I'm like, oh, clever. But it was too much. Right. So, I don't. Yeah. But, like, vests with your job title on them that are pre-prepared and already set up and special binders and photocopiers that you could just, like, wheel into a large (laughs) space. Oh, glorious. Best disaster movie. Best Godzilla movie. The best thing about Gamera is that as the movies continue, the people in charge of, like, monster response, it becomes less and less military and more, like, okay, who's being attacked? Like there's one where he's where the monsters attacking like the um, the Olympics, or no, it wasn't the Olympics. It was the um, World's Fair, and so the World's Fair security pers- people <laughs> are the ones responsible for taking care of it. Oh, that sounds fun. And like that makes sure that makes as much sense as anything. <laughs> Let them have a crack at it. Why sure. not? Anyway. We anyway, successfully turned this into a Kaiju podcast, but Common Rider is also very good. So there might be a Kaiju in Common Rider, in Ghost. There might be a giant monster of some point that's insect based that you might really deeply if that's fall in love true, with. I'll be super into it. <laughs> uh, a megalon type deal. About yourself? No, I'm talking about the bulldozer boss. <laughs> I mean, did you fall in love with it though? No. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> that thing makes me angry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, off at the start, Adam, is there anything we missed right at the beginning? Because otherwise, I'd like to get into Alexi's takedown mm-hmm. of our of our recreation. We missed we missed saying the title of the Ghostwatch 2016 episode. All right, this is episode five, six, six. six. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly a piano. Mostly just, Mostly a, just piano. a piano. 
Mostly kind of a piano. It's Beethoven. You're Beethoven. I'm Beethoven. <laughs> I'm very dead. Are we gonna try that again, or was that our no. attempt? <laughs> no. I don't have I don't have a reason to try again. Moving forward, never look back. <laughs> we only have like three defined bits to this show. We'll be down to two thirds of a show. And we kind of merged two of them together now. All right, we can try to say the title at the same time. Okay. Okay, I'm just I'm gonna do the whole thing. I'm not gonna pause. Uh huh. So three, two, episode, episode six, six, mostly just the piano. I mean, that's probably the best we've done. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know what you meant by the whole thing. Oh, yeah. The whole thing. Now I understand. I do I'm just going to take this whole podcast on the road and do it myself. <laughs> I forgot to close my door and my window, so if you hear screaming children, that's, that's why. All right. Should I start with my, my screaming summary? children are from outside. <laughs> you know what? That was good to clarify. <laughs> I should probably clarify that. Uh, this episode was really rad. I liked it a lot. Not just because I am a huge classical music fan, though a lot of it because I'm a huge classical music fan. <laughs> so what was your what was your feeling on the enemy Ganma? Who, Very good. Who the heck is that? What is he well, supposed to be? Why? Uh, I don't know. He could be too many people. He's not Paganini, I'll tell you that. <laughs> mm. Octopaganini? Octo? From the Tick animated series. No. Yeah, he had six arms. And no. he played six violins. Oh boy. Wait, three but violins. That's actually kind of that's a like, little hard. Hard yeah. to do. He was he was a European supervillain. No. Well, yeah. This Ganma was very good. Though it threw me off to have a Ganma that does match the theme of the episode. Like, can they just make up their goddamn minds? Are the gods no. gonna be random? Nope. Or are they yes. gonna be based on the thing? Sometimes. Ah. Uh, God. Mm. Anyway. If you get to perfectly normal Ganma, then then you'll know. Yeah. No, he was very good Ganma. It was, it was a cool thing. Um, oh, and his effect was super cool, but I'm jumping all over the place. Right. Start of the episode. Takeru is increasingly just like doomed. He's at 45 days. He's made negative progress because of Spectre showing up. Like, I, I don't think he's going to make it, man. I, I don't just, think he's going to make it. Really? You know something we don't? <laughs> and uh, so he's bummed out about this. and But he's trying, which I respect. Like, he's made a journal. He's trying very hard. And then everyone's very mean to him. And they throw his journal in the garbage. And he becomes so sad that he can't stay visible anymore it's extreme bullying kind of to death to like extra death i'm impressed that he has a bujo yeah bullet journal oh it's like an operating system for a notebook (laughs) okay (laughs) well they throw it in the garbage all all, all of your (gasps) bujos are like underneath well i mean like one's here Okay. There's nothing obstructing my desk. Okay. Last time you were looking for Bujo, they were all in a bin underneath other things. Yeah, that bin behind me, not my desk. Uh, Gramps 
Also, important to note, has an alarm clock that he uses to keep track of when snack time is. And the alarm clock is so conspicuously something that'll come up later, because it's constructed just like Condor Phone and every other gimmicky thing in this show. What do you think it is? I bet it transforms into, into what? Uh, some kind of animal? That seems popular. Okay. A turtle, perhaps. A turtle? Yes. Okay. I'm just guessing. I can tell you that it's not related to it being a clock. You know what? Yeah, I, I guessed that much. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're mean to him. He can't make himself visible because he's so upset. And today's person in distress of the week is named Yoko. And I don't know if it's a Yoko Ono joke or not, but... Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Probably not, but I, I don't know. And her brother is a composer and pianist who's gotten way too serious about it. And also, they show him playing a piece that he's presumably writing. His playing is unconvincing, and the sheet music <laughs> is much too simple. <laughs> so that was bad. Go on! <laughs> that pretty much covers it. Like, it was, it was fake in every way that you could kind of examine it. He looked like he could maybe be full, like, he might have known how to play a piano. It just didn't really match what he was playing very well. And yeah, the sheet music, it was, ah, gosh, it was bad. But anyway, um, they're checking him out. Well, wait, that has different connotations. <laughs> they're examining his shoes. Uh better. <laughs> They're trying to solve the mystery. And the gun It's ghosts. There. It's ghosts. <laughs> what do ghosts. you know? And uh, they do this really cool effect where the Ganma makes the sound cut out and everyone watching thinks that something's been corrupted with their video and yes. <laughs> examines their VLC settings. Before just hitting play again and realizing, oh no, this is this is the show. Did Which that happen to you? Did it catch you off guard? It did for sure. I thought that my um, my copy was broken, but yeah, <laughs> it was a cool effect. And then Takeru mentions and, and gets involved, and you know, I mentioned earlier how he's gotten better at stuff and has started to look kind of cool. And him doing it in silence was actually even cooler. Hmm. So points to Takeru. And uh, yeah, the Ganma, super cool. Music note for a head, music note pauldrons. He's got like a kind of composery coat and a wig. I feel like he could be Handel or Handel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah if I had to pick a composer. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think uh, this one specifically is piano focused, but. Yeah. I think that's all the information we ever get. Yeah. And then, of course, as usual, his bottom half is just tights and shoes. <laughs> oh, don't worry. There are others that have more interesting legwear. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. We've had a lot of Ganma in a row that have like a lot going on in the upper half and then just tights, which I figured was like a mobility thing because they jump around. This guy jumps around a lot. Um, but yeah, they have a cool fight because it's like 
everything's silent except for the Ganma, and he's keeping up this running commentary and kind of singing off key, and it's very, like, unique. Hmm. Very cool. And then who shows up? Walking slow, looking cool. Doki Doki Gusto. <laughs> Isn't his transformation so cool? It's so cool. And just, like, I, I don't know what the middle of it is, but, like, ready, go, taki, go, doki, doki, ghosto. Like, God. Yeah, it just it has a nice flow. And it's I couldn't so to communicate to Kate how mm. fun doki, doki, ghosto is. I know, it's so funny. I had to send it. I, like, I was talking to my brother, and I was like, you gotta, I have to find a way to send you part of this, because you, you gotta hear one of these guys' theme song says doki, doki, ghosto. <laughs> Um, so he's very cool, and he just straight up punches Takeru. Like, <laughs> it's... Yep. Yes. And he's got, like, a stretchy nerf gun that shocks Takeru. Yes. Man. It's brutal. It's got a reacher-grabber hand. That's right, a reacher-grabber. <laughs> right. And, um, yeah. At this point, I was, I was feeling very bad for Takeru. And Takeru is feeling bad for himself because he just runs away and leaves the icon he was trying to use. And, like, I'm I, I'm usually pretty harsh on Takeru, but things are going badly enough for him that even though he did this stupid cowardly thing, I was just kind of like, oh man, poor Takeru. But luckily, Akari, who also, you know, I don't do Akari enough justice because I like Onari so much and I tend to focus on him. But And Akari does computers weird. Yeah, she does computers and science in a kind of questionable fashion. But you know what? She rocks because she straight up gets Inspector's way, grabs the icon, and is willing to face him down. And I wish that I could say that it seemed like she was going to be a common rider, because you know she seems super cool and more brave than Takeru. But I I feel like that's not where these types of stories usually go. I I will say that she continues to be absolutely courageous and stupid and insert herself into a lot of fights. Yeah, but Please. probably doesn't get actual like common rider powers. She makes progress. There are. Right. Exceedingly few uh, lady common writers, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. that's only kind of... two that aren't in movie continuity. This one does have one, technically. Adam looks confused. <laughs> I'll... What? I'll... No. I'll text you. All right. Let's <laughs> <laughs> take an intermission. Out. I'm going to sit my Peach Daniels. Oh right. Okay, you're yeah. Sorry, yeah. you're correct. I am correct because I've, I've seen I... it. Right, I, I tend to I, discount. It doesn't them. really count, but yeah, I mean, no. if you, if you want to really stretch it, then yes, there's there's three, um, but that's that's kind of a that's kind of an asterisk one right there. Yeah, you're right though. I Special forgot. case. Yep. yep. All right. Well. I I too thought Akari might end up being common rider, and I was very excited by the idea. Yeah. yeah. I'm just I I am like I'm disenfranchised i was like man that would be cool but she's a lady and i know how these things go she's there to be the like plucky courageous semi-love interest of the protagonist and they get to be brave but they don't get powers i really hope that one day hopefully one day relatively soon although it won't be next year 
uh, they have a common Rider series with a female protagonist. That would be cool. That would be cool. I'm not I feel like they're they're mind. they're inching closer to it. It's like maybe yeah. if they could make a female character that wasn't pink. Oh. Even if they had, yeah. I mean, even if they had a, like, even if they did a series where, where the secondary writer was was a uh, a lady oh. and got like decent screen time, that would be something. Even if it wasn't like the main. Oh character. man! If Spectre yeah. was a lady. Because be like cool. yeah, the only time we've seen in like even even in movie continuity and movies that didn't actually count as part of the main series, there's been like when we do see Lady Common Rider, they're they're more like tertiary or uh, whatever the, the four version of tertiary is. Like they're they're definitely like way off to the they're not they're not even like, you know, secondary characters. They're like they're like part of the larger cast. So. Part of the chorus. <laughs> yeah, if you will. So it's it's unfortunate. You I'd made like me think of that. Quaternions and now you're fired? I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, Quaternions are great. Come on. I don't even know what that means. <sighs> imaginary uh, numbers. Anyway. <laughs> Quaternions aren't imaginary. Well, they're just complicated. <laughs> are they from Quaternia? Yes. Cool. They give you the magic power to resist gimbal lock, but <laughs> at the expense of understanding what any of the numbers are. Now no, I feel Moving cringy. on. Wasn't was there not an imaginary component to certain types of math with Quaternions? What am I thinking I, of? Potentially, but Quaternions are the 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 four load. Like they have x, y, uh, z, and w yeah. as their coordinate, but they're they based on like uh, matrix multiplication, not the same right. way that like Euler angles, like vertexes, are typically used. Well, I'm gonna go look at math after and figure out what I was thinking of because I thought that there was... The, the Wikipedia entry on Quaternions is not useful. <laughs> oh no, well, okay, there is, there's kind of square root of negative one stuff, so I think that's what I'm thinking of. Hmm. I'm not going to read the full thing right now. Back to Common Rider! <laughs> Where Akari has, has done a good thing and Spectre decides to let her keep it. Um... Which later turns out to probably be because, like, he knows her somehow. But at the time, I kind of thought it was just that, like, he wasn't willing to battle the shit out of someone with no special powers, which... Yes. <laughs> Could be both. It's both. Yeah. He's willing to punch Taco, like, all to heck. Yeah. Very it's fair. They're, they should be on equal ground. They're not, because Takeru's half as cool as Spectre and half yes. as dumb. But they're theoretically the same power level. Uh, yeah, so we go back to Piano Man, whose name I never actually learned, and he's, like, playing Beethoven and stuff, and everything goes purple and psychedelic, just like when I'm listening to Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> he feels very strongly about it, and so do I. Um, are, are, are you talking about, like, synesthesia, or are we talking just, no, like... No, I, I just really oh. like Beethoven. But... That's disappointing. I like Bach more, but Beethoven's great. Well, what about what about Offenbach? Oh, aren't we fancy? Oh yeah. <laughs> you're you're only to just begrudgingly. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, Offenbach. Yeah. Some Offenbach yeah. is good. Uh, some. <laughs> some. Anyway, 
we get a shot of Spectre talking to his icon. There's like a female voice talking, which is his little sister, which is a weird thing. And you guys touch on it in your episode because the subs, and I think we are watching the same sub version. Yes. The subs are wrong to a degree because she says Onichan and the subs yeah. just say Makoto. And it's like, no, there was an important implication in the specific yeah. word. Yeah. There's- there's a weird thing, like that, fa- like that subs do, and depending on what, like what group is subbing them, where they will try, where th- they will decide what level of translation they want to do, and a lot of the time with like the honorifics and the the Onichans and the Onesans and whatnot, they'll just decide to use the character's name, which annoys me. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm actually playing um, near Automata right now, and. It's like a Sony production, and I'm playing with Japanese voice and English subs, and they do the same crap, and it's irritating. And it's like, you know what? I get that not everybody watching like knows like the the words in Japanese and everything, so you don't want to necessarily just use the Japanese term, but you could say big brother or big yeah. sister. Like for a lot of the like, I understand that in some cases, like. Um, it doesn't necessarily translate that like properly like like some things you lose some flavor on it like it, like the difference between Onisan and like Anaki or something like that. Oh, uh, I have a reasonable example because I was watching um, Yurikuma Arashi and there's a scene where a person's like, oh, isn't she your Kanojo? And she gets cut off and the girl replies Tomodachi and it's just like, oh, there's a big difference between Kanojo and Tomodachi. Yeah. And it's just like, Oh. They didn't translate it that way. There's like, isn't she your friend? Friend, yes, she's my friend. Well, or don't even get people started on the difference between Tomodachi and Nakama. Yeah. Because there is like a definite like semantic difference in Japanese, but it doesn't translate over particularly well. Yeah. And there's like a whole thing in, in One Piece fandom. At least there used to be. I don't know if there still is, but where the fan subbers, one fan sub group that was one of the primary groups just stopped translating it and just said, okay, guys, you're watching this. We're telling you what Nakama means. You should understand it from context now. We're not translating it anymore. We're just going to use the term huh. as is. And a lot of people got all head up about it because they're like, no, you're not translating anymore. Everything's uh, going to be Daijobu. But yeah, but some groups, like the other group that translates, um, uh, translated Common Rider Ghost go the other direction where they uh, they leave like all the transformation sequences like the first time something happens they'll translate they'll give you a translation subtitle okay this is what this means and from then on they'll just say well, they'll just do like Doki Doki Ghosto or whatever without doing a translation for you mm. and it, huh. your mileage may vary on which you prefer um, sometimes you lose a bunch of flavor from it and sometimes you lose comprehension from lack of translation so really um i guess the moral of the story is learn japanese yeah well i was glad it was Odi-chan because like my understanding of japanese is pretty superficial like i'm working mm-hmm. on it but i only know pretty common words Odi-chan, though like that's used enough that even i i knew that one i don't know most of the other words that you guys have brought up in this conversation are words that i don't know um but yeah, it was it was like such a common one, and it was just weird to me that I can understand some of the details of like honorifics and stuff, mm-hmm. kind of leaving out. But um, like, yeah, 
the the relationship implication in that one word establishes a lot about this scene. So it's yeah. just really baffling to me in this case that they left it out. Yeah, because it's kind of important that you know what their relationship is. Yeah, because the, the way they translate it is like you don't know who this is at all. Yeah. But really, you, you know their relationship. Big Brother, comma, Makoto or something like that. Sure. So it's I'm also, not sure. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's weird because at that point in the conversation he's never said his name. Yes, you can oh, infer yeah. it from context, but he doesn't. Like later, I think she refers to him as Makoto. Mm. So then you know for sure. But at the point of that translation, you don't know what his name is, which is mm. so it's just a very baffling sub. But anyway, it is yeah. his little sister, and. She implies, basically says, that Makoto used to be close to Akari. And, I mean, there are possibilities of what this means. I, I think, because, you know, it could be as simple as, like, oh, they used to be friends and now they're not. But I think, given that this is a Japanese show, I'm suspecting that there's going to be a bit more backstory tomfoolery in terms of relationships that have been i don't know forgotten or something i'm looking forward to that drama basically because mm. I, I bet it'll be drama and yeah then makoto gives pretty boy icon and pretty boy is kind of like trying to suss out what makoto actually wants and doing a very transparent bad job of it and yeah, I agree with the assessment of Ghostwatch 2016 that surely at this point that means that Pretty Boy has to be some kind of common rider. Like, it still feels possible that he's not, but it sure seems likely. So that's mm. interesting. And we get a flashback to Bad Teeth Man giving the music boy some of this Beethoven sheet music, and also just like a printed off picture of the eye symbol, which is hilarious. And this giant sample vial, and like, what the hell is that for? Blue. Sometimes you need some blue. The disbelief of it was so dumb, because it started out making sense of like, oh, big, like Scary Teeth Man, you know, seduced this poor music boy with music <laughs> from Beethoven, and like, you know, it, it, it would have seemed on the level, but was secretly supernatural badness. But no, because he gives him that, and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. And then also, here's this weird printout of an eye and a mysterious blue vial. Like, now, like, you knew shit was up. Like, <laughs> that wasn't that someone took advantage of you by giving you something secretly haunted. No, he had to actually perform a ghost summoning, I'm sure. Yeah! So what the hell, music, music boy? Anyway. Back to our heroes. Just man on the street gives you, like, a Parker Brothers Ouija board. And you're like, I didn't think that would actually work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like, they're not being subtle. This guy was just, like, completely complicit in what happened. Not to victim blame Music Boy, but, like, the signs were obvious. <laughs> I feel like I, I should start carrying around a briefcase and just be like, Hey, kids! Are you, di are you disappointed in life? Do you feel unfulfilled? Well, give this a go. 
The symbol and some blue liquid. Figure it out. No. No written instructions. Just here. I gotta say, if like a year and a bit ago, someone had come up to me and been like, yes, you want a job in video games? (laughs) Take this and also the vial of blue liquid. Your dreams will come true. I'd probably be like, okay, sure. I was hoping you were going to say, do you want to be on a Common Rider podcast? But yeah. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, video games is not that hard to get into, but Common Rider oh. podcasts are a little very more small explosive. Demogra- like, there, there aren't that many. Like, you already had to have a job in video games to get this podcast. Right. It's true. Well, this is the dream I never knew that I had. Because <laughs> I'd never heard of it. I, now I almost feel like I agreed too readily. Like, Corey, you should have had to give me a printout and a blue vial before I had agreed to do this. You just sent me a hip chat message. <laughs> I did meet in a darkened room. Oh, speaking of hip, hip chat messages, I, I sent Alexi, I sent uh, you Comrider Meteor's Henshin. Oh, damn it, Whoa. and then I forgot to watch it. What? I know, I'm sorry. But it's the no, I know. I want to. I literally, you know, the thing in HipShot where like you close it and then all your notifications are gone. And I know, I know. I'm sorry. If you send it again right now, I'll watch it um, live live on Ghostwatch 2017. Actually, yeah, sure. Let's do that. Let me find YouTube. This is the commercial break of my summary of. Let's talk about Godzilla Yes. I like to play that on my violin. That's like one of the only things that I just like figured out the notes for myself. The we shop music? No. Godzilla theme. Well, casually. Oh yeah, I casually like to play the Godzilla theme on my violin. You know, like a normal person. There's a Godzilla theme. Yeah. 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 There's multiple Godzilla themes. That was the yeah, reason why I started to hesitate. I was like, well, this is kind of like the marching Godzilla theme. Yeah, the, 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 the classic Godzilla theme. All right, yeah. I posted the link. Oh, okay. Post links and things. Yeah. There's, there's a chat. Yeah. Ah. All right, here we go. Wow. I just wonder what like, the rest of that page was for. <laughs> Ooh. Nope. Like if you have like 20 more guys. Alright, this guy has a, a better belt. Oh my god. <laughs> this music. Why aren't we watching this one? <laughs> oh, Cory asked herself that every day. Holy. Alright, the music. Ah, oh, the costume. Oh, the ganma. Or whatever the hell that is. Uh, the Wolfman. The what? Zodiarts. Zodiarts. Yeah, it's a Zodiart. Well, damn it. That was very good. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to remember if that was from a crossover episode or something. Like, if it was, like, another shocker piece of crap. Oh, yeah. It's not. No, it's a Zodiart. Don't be, don't be and shocker. But, like, the Zodiarts are themed the with the theme of the show. Shocker, shocker are themed. They're... I mean, I mean the Ganma. I mean the Ganma. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, the Gan. Okay. I mean, this in this case, the Zodiac's a wolf, so it could be a shocker thing. But 
Yes. Well, that no. was super cool. That music was very good. So you might recognize the scene, the stage, from this episode of was, Kamen Rider Ghost. Is it literally the same? Because I was going to say, this is literally a lot. Literally the oh, yeah. same amphitheater. Oh my god. Does they, that happen a they lot? They use a lot of the same locations. <laughs> There's this one uh, really cool, like, fountain or like water it was like a like a water feature that had these like standing plinths sort of around it that they used in like the first like five or six like uh heisei series and i really miss that showing up because every time i did i was like yay are they like sets that they reuse or are they actual places no, they're, like, in outdoor places yeah yeah that yeah, must be super cool because then yeah if you're a common rider fan you can go yeah, like you can actually find um, Spectre's waterfront very easily because sometimes you can oh. see the uh, the Ferris wheel, and oh, so that's okay. really easy to figure out where in Odaiba that view is from. It's near a walkway that's like across a river. That's super cool. I was actually just the other day thinking because like I want to go to Japan with a friend of mine sometime in like a year or so, and I was thinking like, man, like what kind of cool stuff can I see from like Godzilla or Sailor Moon? And like, there's some stuff, but there's not. A lot. Godzilla mostly because of the scale. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, there's a few famous things. There's like the Osaka Castle mm-hmm. and there's Tokyo Tower. The Tokyo Tower I think of as a Sailor Moon thing more than a Godzilla thing, but whatever. Yeah, but now they have um, the Sky Tree, so Tokyo yeah. Tower's old moves. Oh. Now they got the new hotness. Yeah. Uh, you gotta watch out when you go to Tokyo Tower because all sorts of things could happen to you. <laughs> you could be transported to another another world. Uh, it could get attacked by monsters. Any yeah. any number there, there of monsters. There could be just be some super powered powered villains just like looming yeah. up there watching the yep. city. I think Card Captor Sakura also featured. Yes, yeah. I was thinking of that. Yes. Yes. You could. Um, yeah, th- th- there could just be somebody standing on the very top of it uh, on one leg. Yep. <laughs> that happens a lot. It's you know it's a hot spot. Ah. No, no, no I to... Terrace House also has shown me real places that I want to go look at. <laughs> I always wanted to go to famous places in Japan that have been destroyed by Godzilla and just be there and like, ah, yes, in uh, 1987, <laughs> Godzilla and uh, Ro- uh, Rodan uh, fought here. Uh, you can still you can still see some signs of the uh, where they had to rebuild it. And, like all the Japanese people looking at me like I'm an idiot. I took a yeah. boat tour in San Francisco to go underneath the bridge, and I did it basically just so that I could pretend that Trespasser from Pacific Rim was going to show up at any moment. It was actually like really foggy and rainy that day, like I got just soaked to the bone, but it was totally worth it, and I was just like so pumped, I was like, no one else on this boat, like I can't talk to anyone about why I'm here, because <laughs> they'll think I'm insane. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, Common Rider Ghost. Right. Takeru is hiding under the temple, being sad. With good reason. Like, that's the thing. That's why I think that this works. Like, usually I would have kind of, this kind of emotional thing, I don't know. Like, it's easy for a character to come off as whiny. But with Takeru, it's totally earned in this episode. Because like I said at the beginning, like he is screwed. Like I don't think he's going to make it. And I think he knows that too. So it was justifiable that he was so sad. But um, Akari shows up. And she sells the hell out of this scene. Like, I, I feel like I underestimated how like peppy and, and driven she usually is. 
because now she's kind of like sad and worn out and she cries and it's so sad. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I'm alright. <laughs> but she's struggling with all this weird shit happening to her and she's been hiding it so well. And then when she puts it out there, it's like, damn, you're right. This is hard. Why has no one been looking after you, Akari? Why is your pseudo-boyfriend so self-absorbed? Ghosts don't exist. Why do they keep showing up? Yeah. It's, it's not his fault that the Japanese standards and practices uh, prevents them from having anything other than a very, very tepid romance. <laughs> Uh, so it's very, it's very sad. Everyone is sad. It's, it's, oh, and then it gets worse. Cause like the news comes by, like Yoko comes over and like, oh, and the, the, the mailman comes back on his bicycle. And that was fun. He's back again. And he's, he's once again here to just deliver news that they couldn't really figure out how to deliver otherwise, which is that piano man's about to jump off a building, which is again, like really dark and sad. Like he's going to, he's going to kill himself. And he gives this talk about how people aren't recognized until they die, and like, Jesus. <laughs> it's dark! <laughs> only if you think about it. Yeah, only if you think about it. You're not supposed to think about it that hard. It's just supposed so. to happen. And, and, then, and it gets refuted. That's the important thing, is that, that you know, it's, you're supposed to know that they're wrong. Except that it's refuted in a way that made me even more upset, because Takeru shows up and he gives this talk. And he says, like, Beethoven wanted to kill himself when he went deaf. Like, he thought about it, he almost did it, and he decided not to. But, like, as a big music nerd, like, <laughs> this is a very upsetting emotional fact and story. So I I've never been so into the speech that Takeru was given. So I'm like, that's right. <laughs> Beethoven lost the ability to hear his own music. And he held on. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> It was a lot to handle. <laughs> um, out of curiosity, like how much Peach Daniels is involved in this whole production for you? I haven't even drank half of my thing because I've been talking too much. Listen. Oh, I should get another beer then. I care about music a lot. <laughs> so much. Psst, she, she, she's gone. We can, we can hijack the podcast now. Yeah, which is good. I need to like get back to an emotional, stable ground with Godzilla. Let's just not talk about the emotional Godzillas. The emotional. <laughs> I have a lot of emotional Godzillas. Let me tell you. Like the American Godzilla part where they're Aww. blowing her up with the missiles that with the sub. That's always my brother would cry every time. Aw. <laughs> anyway, are we talking about uh, Godzilla? Yeah. Of course, we're we talking are. about the Matthew Broderick. Yes, you walked away oh. for a few seconds. I came back when you said filling her up with missiles, and that was awkward. But I also <laughs> knew what bit you were talking about. Yeah, the sad. As much, as much as I haven't seen Gamera movies, I've seen three Godzilla movies at least. There you go. Yeah. I don't know if the Matthew Broderick one really counts. It was my first. Like right. I knew about Godzilla. But my mom was super enthusiastic about them trying a North American version retelling. Yeah, I like it. I, you yeah. know what? It's 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 grown on me a bit. Doesn't it have like Jean Renault in it too? It does have Jean Renault. Is he the French guy? Yeah. yeah. He's amazing. 
I don't know him I, in anything else, but he's very good in that Godzilla. I got the entire uh, animated Godzilla series that was based off of that movie oh. for like fourteen dollars on Amazon. Oh, really? Yeah. I should tell my brother about that. He liked it yeah. when we were kids. Yeah, All right. I liked it when I was, I mean, less of a kid, but I still liked it. Well, yeah. You know, like all, all of that right turn of the century animation stuff is nice. Yeah, yeah we, we were just kids when it was coming out as well. There's a lot of it. I do find, though, like, it's weird that it exists because it invented more kaiju. And that means that when you're on, like, a kaiju wiki... You, you see names of Kaiju, and I'm like, I don't remember that one from Godzilla. Oh, it's from the animated series. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. You were um, sobbing uncontrollably. I was sobbing uncontrollably about the mix of, like, people in this show being sad and real-life musical figures being sad and just, like, concept of music and human endurance being sad. Um, but... Makoto is watching from a, a rooftop. Oh yeah, and that was the thing that Takeru gives this, this speech that was like super upsetting to me, and I'm like, yes, this is the best speech Takeru's ever given, and then nobody heard it yep. except me, <laughs> the listener, yep. because he's so sad that he can't manifest. But once again, Akari, like, steps up and has her own emotional speech, which brings Takeru back, and I think that Makoto is touched. And, yeah, <laughs> and I made a note. I said, man, I wish this show could have kissing. Because <laughs> it's, like, it's like a sweet romantic thing that Akari helps Takeru out so much, and they can't kiss. So that's I don't even fun. know that it's that they can't kiss. It's just that they ne- there's never any serious romance in, in Kamen Rider or Sentai. Like, like they might... Like they, the, the, the best you'll get is a tacit admission that maybe one day they might actually date. <laughs> yeah. Best I mean, I, w- I personally would, would, other than other ships, I would put, like, Onari and Akari together. Oh, that's almost like a hate uh, ship. I don't they, know, They man. work well together. They have more chemistry than Akari and Taco. Well, that's because Taco doesn't have chemistry with anybody. Yep. Yeah. Except... Spectre? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> maybe PB. Yeah, maybe. I think Spectre and PB have more chemistry than Taco and Spectre, though. Okay. I can't speak to that yet. 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 Um, so, Takeru is, like, super powered up with the power of believing in himself and Akari believing in him and everything like that. And um, the little sister over the music man like gets in a hug it's not magic enough Takeru gets in his magic hug and there's a single goddamn tear going down his face and uh they they do it they, and they do it <laughs> man it I'm doing a battle just talked I'm, I'm sorry they save him oh and uh, the icon is kind of like there because the Ganma's there, and Takeru, like, has to start fighting him. And Makoto has this time where he could totally get the icon, and he he, he seems too moved by Akari's speech. And he just buggers off. So we finally get, like, this the, the magical hoodie of Beethoven, which is... Yep. Really? It, it's, it's cool. I like it a lot. It's got this weird blue tongue 
thing. Oh, which you guys beard, also mentioned. Yeah, you guys say it's a beard horn. I thought it was a tongue. It's weird. Whatever it is. But they go to the auditorium we just talked about. And God, I'm 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 really into this this transformation, yeah. guys. <laughs> this transformation and the musical fighting is yeah. some of the top stuff in the series. It's really good. And like they're using real classical music, so of course I'm all emotional again. And <laughs> he's got this cool jacket and he's playing the, the piano notes on the jacket. And God, it's good. I like it a lot. And oh, and he, he shouts out like, forte, fortissimo. Ah, it's very good. And he makes, he makes a pun. I don't remember what it is. He makes at least one pun. He says something like, wasn't that a classical movement after he you know, lands a hit on the ganma? So finally, I've mentioned it before, I want more puns in this show, damn it. <laughs> um... And the other thing I loved that I don't think that, I don't know if you guys mentioned it or not, um, the actual icon itself for Beethoven, the eyes are musical notes, and it oh, is cool. super cute. Like, the icon is even, like, I like the design of the icon more than I like the design of the jacket, just because hmm. the icon is, like, super cute, fits in the theme of the icons, but also is musical, and it's adorable. Um, but yeah, they're fighting, it's going pretty good. And Akari's there, and she throws him the Musashi icon that she saved, and he does the Omega Drive. And he says thank you to her in English, yep. which is kind of weird. That's I what guess cool just people thing. do. Yeah, like cool people speak English. And, uh, yeah, they saved the day. It was very nice. And they go back, and um, they kind of resolve things. They just have a letter saying that yeah. things worked out. Except that Onari is ready to cry tears of joy over this letter. He's <laughs> extremely is helping people. Like, he started this company. I know, it's so sweet. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and Akari and Takeru have this cute little, like, reconciliation. You know things are back to normal because now they're fighting again. Because <laughs> Takeru, in a kind of dick move, tries to kind of make fun of her. For like, haha, you know, when you were emotionally vulnerable <laughs> and you said how it was hard for you that ghosts exist. And Akari's like, nope, didn't say that. And of course she wins the fight because she's just a better person all around than Takeru. And yeah, Gramps like, I, I always feel like Taco's... Statement. Oh. Yeah. He's just like, time for the next step. Gramps can be really ominous. Because, you know what, it's like, I think it's because Gramps never helps enough for me to feel like he's necessarily on their side. He's like a trickster, but almost even worse. Like, a trickster is more neutral. Like, talking, or Gramps, I just don't know whose yeah, side Gramps he's on. Yeah, Gramps is manipulative. Yeah. So that was ominous. I'm not even sure if his time for the next, like, step really meant anything. Or... Yeah, who like, the hell knows? Well... As, from what I recall, I don't think anything, like, especially, like, special happened after he said that, aside from, you know, more, more icon getting. Well, next episode is Bullet Closet, so we should find out what the clock is for. Yeah. I gotta say, it's yeah. Not like, it's not like there was a real, it's not like it's like, alright, 
Time for your brand new powers. Oh no, next episode is Bullet Closet. Yeah. I I stopped watching (laughs) all of the stuff that is on after the show, but I did still watch the preview because that like starts playing immediately and I couldn't turn it off because hell yeah, some kind of Western themed shit. I am so into that. Oh my God. (laughs) Probably going to be a hat at least. There was a, I'm pretty sure there was a cowboy hat of some kind. Listen, I'm from Calgary. I'm (laughs) no, (laughs) please Alexi, you, you cannot like the next jacket. I think I will. You're not allowed to. I think I'm gonna love it. (laughs) If you like the next jacket, it's just like, I mean, Onari like really grows on you, but the next jacket is. Listen, I should send you a picture of some of the cowboy shit that I own. Oh man. Okay, I'm gonna give me a second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a thing. All right. That I want you to see. I have this bag that's got like a cowgirl with like a lasso on a fence with a cactus and everything involved is like sequins and, and beaded. It's very good. I don't dislike cowboys. I really like horse riding. I've gone on some long trail journey things, but at the same time, the next jacket is an abomination. <laughs> we'll see. But I'm, I'm very excited for this. It feels like the show right now is catering to me because we got a Beethoven episode, which meant a lot to me. And now we're going to get some kind of Western cowboy episode, which again, something I'm very interested in. Hmm. So it's a good time to be Alexi watching Kamen Rider Ghost. But you the could be watching Forte and getting all of that Kamen Rider Meteor. Yeah, that's Who's true. Who's not that the main character? Episode. He's the rival. Uh, of course, he is. He's too cool. Because the, to main, be the character, main character. No, the main character is extremely cool. Oh, damn it! Yeah, he's like a rowdy boy, and he wants to make friends <laughs> with everyone. Rowdy boy. Yeah, he's a school delinquent, or at least he dresses like one. And he's like, "You're gonna be he's my least friend." Least delinquent, delinquent ever. He wants to be friends with everyone. Yes. And then he starts a space club. Yes. Okay, Alexi, I want you to go look at this this uh, image here that I have found for you. That looks pretty cool. I if like you, it. I like your your super your your tokusatsu heroes with uh, questionable cowboy hats. <laughs> there you go. That's very barely a cowboy hat. That's true. That for for our for our listeners at home who obviously can't see the link that I gave Alexi, I have sent her a link for the Golden Ninja, who is. Um, Ostensibly American. I thought um, all of the Ninjas were like very clearly themed with like just Japanese stuff. I didn't know there was an American Ninja. There, there is totally. Although he is, you know, Asian, uh, but he's cowboy themed, and his uh, henshin device is a hamburger. Oh my god! Yeah. But again, like we've we've hit two things, and that he's kind of cowboy themed, but he also has some kind of like magic ninja star banjo. Which... It's, it's more of a guitar. That's a guitar. It's got a lot of All strings right. on it. Yeah. I, I figured if they were going for a western aesthetic, perhaps it could be a banjo. The actual, like... It does have kind of a serape, though. Yeah, that's true. The, the like, body part of it made me think that it was perhaps more banjo-like than guitar-like. But yeah. it's a musical instrument, a... and that's all I need. He has a powered-up um, version where his serape is actually, like, 
full serape length. Yeah, That's right. but this this design is infinitely better than the brown jacket. <laughs> yes, we'll find that out. True. And uh, yeah, brown. that was this episode. It was very good. It's this, very this brown. This show continues to be very good. I'm really enjoying Common Rider Ghost. Hooray! Hmm. I'm glad. I feel like we'll get lost a little in the middle, but yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying it now. Because yeah. at this point, I think Kate was still so absolutely bewildered that she wouldn't she wouldn't confront us on the quality of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I and yeah, I don't I don't like the first thirteen episodes that much because they're not like comparatively compared to the series that came before. They they feel a little rote to me, um, but I feel like it picks up after. So I'm serious. Before was was Drive. Did Drive have yeah. some very clear development at the beginning? Drive. I don't know. I think I just found Drive, um, the main character, more compelling, and just. Pro- I, I think I like the the designs a little bit better. And he had a talking belt, so you know that's like literally a talking belt as opposed to the like regular type of talking belt. I I don't know. I just. Um, I, I just I just liked it more for whatever reason, and I felt like they were trying to do like Ghost feels like they they were trying to do something a little bit new and different in Drive, like not Gaim level new and different, but they you know they gave him a car, they were doing some some stuff, and then Ghost I would argue more like I would argue that Gaim is too new and different. Like unless you've already got a vocabulary, Gaim is not a good place. No, Gaim isn't a good starting common writer because you're not going to appreciate all the things that it does that are weird until until you've seen like some baseline common writer at least. Even if you just watch like Hold double on, just through. A second. Uh, Alexi, Gaim is set in a city that is themed on the Warring States period where there are dance troops Ooh. that gain social points. And they also have a Pokemon battling system using extra-dimensional beings that, uh, in their dimension, there are these uh, lock seeds that the trees produce. And those are the belt icons for transformation. And they're all fruit-themed, so you get, like, a fruit samurai. Oh, it's the fruit one. All right. The fruit one. It is and it's also, it's also, like, interdimensional Pokemon. And also... And dancing. Dance battles. And also... Oh. And, and a lot of this, Hill, and also there's a morning DJ character, and like, and a lot of and a lot of this changes within about like the first ten to fifteen episodes, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it's it like, very it's good. Not, it starts really of and it just gets weirder, and then it just goes it's off. Delightful. Yeah, but it's not a good starting series. I agree. Unless you just want to watch like a good show, and you don't care about like what common <laughs> writer normally. I'm very curious because I I feel like based on kind of stuff you guys have said vaguely, but also just like the timeline of these episodes, it seems like it can't be that this whole show is the kind of icon of the week model because the days are going by much faster than I expected. Yeah. Um, Because when they first, like the first episode when they're like, you have a hundred days get all the icons, I was like, ha, well they've sure given themselves the time they need to do an entire series of day by day getting icons but then they've yeah. just like they've burnt through more than half of them already so mm-hmm. i'm curious where this is going to go next because obviously there's going to be some kind of shake up in the rules as explained to us thus far to be able to justify what happens when they run out of time other than i don't think it'll end with just like 
oops, stack Aries dead for good. Like, I don't know. I'm expecting some kind of change in the show. Like, I think at this point, the only thing I'm willing to say is that you can very clearly tell that uh, Pretty Boy's motivation is different from Scary Mouth Man's. Mm. Yeah. And you can kind of see that there might be two sides to the conflict. Whatever the conflict is, because they haven't explained that. It's mostly just Taco trying to come back to life at this yeah. point. Yeah, they've showed, like, bits of stuff. Like, there's the eye printouts. Like, I think, isn't there, there was one time that they kind of just successfully made some kind of eye situation, and it's just there. I think it was the school. Oh, right. yeah, that was yes, the, the yeah. Ganma made a floating eye thing. Yeah, and that just kind of wasn't dealt with. It seemed like if that was their goal, they did it. They did explain in the Edison episode that Ganma holes. That's right. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> so they made it. They made a gnome hole up there in the sky above a construction site or something. Yeah. Or maybe so they didn't. There's hints at some kind of plot, um, but it's unclear what exactly it is. And yeah, there's like all these characters with different motivations. Like, yeah, it's kind of other than the heroes, which are all on the same page, like all of the villainous or semi villainous characters seem to be not exactly working together. So, yeah. I think if I were to like argue for a way to remake the series or improve it, I would, I would say that they need to be clear that there's like an end of the world scenario style oh. thing like the stakes don't feel high not early on yeah yeah and they never actually they don't ever feel high because they try to focus it just on like this is what matters to the main cast yeah i mean if it ramps up to a certain extent but it does i mean it doesn't get to the point that you would see in in some other series where it's like very you know, almost apocalyptic, or like, yeah, an early, like certainly much earlier on, where they know that, okay, if this, if X happens, then we're all like totally boned. Whereas this is like, well, if Takaru doesn't get all the icons, then he's dead for good, but we don't know what else is going to happen. Yeah, that might just be it. Maybe it's his own fault for getting stabbed by a gunman in the first place. An invisible ghost that he couldn't see, yes. Okay, it's not his fault. Fine. Or I guess he could see it, but he couldn't fight it. No. Anyway. Wait, but yeah, the the stakes are are more personal, and I think maybe if Takeru is a more compelling character, that might work better. <laughs> wow. Poor Takeru. Well, I'm, I'm currently feeling better. bad for him, because this episode was, was hard. On him. It's true. Hmm. He has a mix of, like, he has Gramps, who, like I said, is just blatantly manipulative and unhelpful. And then Onari and Akari mean well, but they are extremely intense people. <laughs> They're not usually very good at kind of, like, comforting. They apply pressure. <laughs> Especially Onari. Yes. God knows yeah. I love Onari, but comforting is not a word to apply to him. The best he would do, I can see him, like, intensely making tea, and then, like, giving it, and then just, like, staring at you while you drank it. <laughs> That's not how the tea-making scene goes. 
Yeah. All right. I'm ready to wrap this up. Me too. Okay. I have been Coriander Dickinson, and you can find me on Twitter at Absalar. Adam. I have been Adam Wasserman, and will continue to be so for the foreseeable future. You can find me on Twitter at, uh, at GoldSarcasmian. And I have been Alexi, the music nerd, and you can find me at, at AM Peppers, where I used to post classical music every Monday, but stopped doing it because no one gave a shit except me. <laughs> Aww. It's, it's okay. Twitter. Who cares what other people think? Also, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure classical music has like a popular following. Maybe maybe you're just posting the wrong medium. <laughs> Pass out vials of blue liquid. <laughs> you need some printouts. It's some blue liquid. Here's a CD of twenty classical favorites and a vial of mysterious liquid. Please, t- please listen to one and drink the other. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Uh...